Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time, but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side. Beast mode, no one's blocking our way. <laughs> These other guys tried it, but them man ain't got the skills of Braden and Davy, brazen and raging, bringing you the thrills and spills. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, DVP, the BD elite. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, DVP, the BD elite. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts and friends. This is BD Elite. And we're live, pal. Twitch.tv slash up next podcast every 1 p.m. on a Thursday afternoon. That is right. Uh, brunch with the BDE. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's no longer St. Patrick's Day, but I put I have leftover Jameson. So what am I going to do with it? Put it in my coffee. Hair of the dog. Oh, yeah? yeah. Are, you, are you feeling a little rough today? Uh, I, I put out a funny tweet saying I last night I felt like Penta in the hat. And tonight I feel like mm. Britt Baker at the end of her match. Yeah. But I, not really. I didn't really. I had a few drinks last night and I was feeling good to... Yeah, I think this is the probably the first 18th for a few years that I haven't felt hungover. Yeah. Um, last year, I'm trying to remember, I, we mentioned it on one of the shows we recorded yesterday, um, that last year, the 17th was, well, the 16th was a lot of stocking up. We never mm. knew if we'd see a liquor store again. So right. it was bottles and bottles of wine. And I'm sure I went through a couple on that St. Paddy's Day night. Um, and toilet paper. But yeah, this year just had a, a nice evening of wrestling. Yeah, this tonight was just very uh, civilized. There was just two shows of wrestling, and we talked about NXT last night on Up Next. You can find this podcast, obviously, and we uh, we go live after NXT on Twitch.tv slash Up Next. And then after that, since we you know we we can't we can't go out anywhere, we just go for our nightly walk, and then we come back and we watch AEW. Uh, and then uh, we talk about it here on Thursdays. Yeah, and we, we we go live and record this as well. So. Um, yeah, St. Patrick's Day is just an excuse of a day to drink anyways. Mm. Like, they're really pushing that Stone Cold 316 day. They're like, drink a beer! Uh, <laughs> I refuse to get on board. I like Stone Cold, but it's my mum's birthday. Right. And also, 
it's actually sixteen three day because I'm British and we do the oh, dates, right. you know, the right way round. True. Yeah. Ascending rather than start day and then big and then small. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. Right. So love you, Stone Cold. Not celebrating your birthday. You're. 316 I feel day. like it's a day for them to sell Stone Cold merch. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, it's cool. Yeah, great a great day, but yeah. Well, it reminds me last year was 316 Day was that awful, awful segment with him and Byron Saxton the first night of Empty Arena. Yeah. Bizarre. Really bad. Bizarre. Almost as bizarre as Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's so weird. <laughs> uh, I read... Uh, we're going to get into Dynamite tonight. Um, obviously, you did... Uh, deep impact with John Cena, and I heard you guys talking about how it's going to be Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega mm. for the Impact yeah. title. Oh, sorry, title versus title. Title versus title. Oh, so Rich Swan, new AEW so the unified. Uh, Cena and I were saying we kind of he's carrying around both belts at the moment. Okay, kind of hope he keeps that just because it will visually look even better with Kenny just more draped in all these belts. More titles. Uh, have you watched the promo yet? Of Don Callis? Yeah. No, I just heard you guys talk about it. Right. Yeah. Well, he kind of used a lot of the same lingo in the Dynamite. I tonight. think the... Yeah, a little bit, but I, I really felt this one was um, very effective on Impact. Uh, Chris Elliott in the chat says, well, never mind those bizarre promos. What about the bizarre promo from Tony Khan oh. on Elevation, it was? Yes. Nine days! Nine days. Yeah. I, and once again, I'm asking it, you, Kenny I've Omega. i before, it's Herb Abrams. I was just wanting to see him in red cowboy boots with white powder on his nose, and it would have made complete sense. It was just strange. Very strange. We, I, I can't say I hated it. Yeah. I, we, like, we, I'm not saying it's good, but I can't say I hated it. We, we support Tony Khan here, but sometimes I'm like, wait, what's going on? And that was definitely one of those moments. But yeah, I think, I don't know if he was, I was supposed to laugh and hate it, at the, I guess. I think the sure. idea is... I'm sensing these like dark and elevation are uh, more like televised house shows. So you've heard about, I, you've heard so many times from WWE uh, wrestlers that they enjoy the house shows because it's a bit looser. They get to go out there. They have a bit of fun. They often throw a bit more comedy in their matches or do a promo that's a bit more freestyle than heavily scripted. And they quite enjoy the freedom of it. I wonder if that's what dark right. and elevation is. And it's just, they're not going to do this on TV, but... Fuck it, it's YouTube. Like, yeah, let, let's but, give something funny for the people that are tuning in. But you know people are going to see it and clip it, and everyone will see it. So it's like, you knew that this was going to be out there doing this, mm. that it would... Like, they didn't... They edited uh, this show, apparently, like, quite a bit. And they did. They obviously chose to keep that in, but they took out uh, uh, some blood, I think, mm. from Preston Vance. Yeah. Because he was hanging out with Negative uh, One. And then I think they edited part of luchasaurus versus is it caesar bononi i think so yeah they were dancing it was weird um but that's how i watched oh, i've not watched it was it just it's just bad? weird it's just weird it was right. just like something happened in a match where you're just like wait hmm. can you just not pick up where you were it just showed right. something i don't know uh and I, I, overall like i i only checked out some of the elevation and stuff and i listened to you talk about um impact mm -hmm. so like there's a whole new japan Forbidden Door thing. I don't quite see this Forbidden Door with AEW New Japan because they don't really talk about it or mention it. So, yeah, I mean, obviously Mox is still your US champion, right. but um, the fact that sure they had Kenny, sorry, they had Kenta on TV, but didn't really heavily promote the match at all. They kind of mentioned it once the date uh, right. the New Japan Strong. So uh, the crossover does seem much more with impact at the moment but what i find interesting is 
impact seems to be more the, I don't know, is conduit the right word? Like between the two, because mm. you've got uh, Finjuice are impact tag champions. And I assume in about a month's time, Kenny will be impact world champion. So it's kind of like they're the connective tissue between the two. And I don't know, maybe we'll have some sort of um, like crossover event between all three companies and maybe even some NWA title defenses as well, perhaps. Okada back in impact. But I wonder, you were saying yesterday about the the stadium shows that have been announced. Yeah. Do you think they'll try and push and try to get some impact and AEW talent on that to kind of... Not that you're going to have a traveling crowd, and I honestly don't know for the Japanese crowd how appealing Impact yeah. and AEW wrestlers are to them. But maybe that's something that they're thinking. Yeah, I, I think we could do one in the States. That's like some big event that's basically all these companies that are not WWE. It's basically like mm. all in, essentially. did Like, hey, we're just all these companies that with different wrestlers that are doing like an indie show, but mm. essentially a giant one. Uh, I don't know if if like... You said the Japanese fans wouldn't be too interested in that. I don't think I'd be too interested in that. Like, right. I don't want to see Moose versus Tanahashi. Like that's just not something I'm interested. I in. do. I I think there's there's definitely crossover matches. I'd definitely be interested yeah. in seeing there. Um, it just doesn't doesn't make me want to. I would rather watch more so uh, New, New Japan's maybe stay with New Japan talent. And if you do the AEW or Impact crossovers, it has to be kind of what they've been doing is making it more selective because you don't want to see Kip Sabian versus Suzuki. Oh, no, I'm you not saying like, everyone, but there are definite yeah. kind of interesting big matches you can have between the three. But I think for it to be success kind of commercially, I'd say it's got to be over in it's the got, States it's be rather than in Japan. Yeah, because I think be the States having Japanese talent will draw some sort well, of crowd if you are having a crowd. We know the main event because uh, Tinfoil Hats On. They keep referring to Kenny Omega as the god. Mm. He's God. And you know who else is God? Yeah. Yeah. We, Endgame. I wonder when it's happening. Um, oh, now it's now you're wondering when it's no, happening. I've never said it will never happen. <laughs> I just didn't I didn't see it happening within the year. Right. Personally. It still could um, be more than and a year. And I think it could be, but I, I think it's smart on AEW's um like to just plant those seeds. We we see it with the the pinnacle that we're talking about later, how they're bringing up the relationship with Sean Spears and MJF. Now, was that something they were thinking of when they were having their wine Wednesdays and betting? Or was it something where, oh, let's just throw this here because it's something we can go back to. And I think using words like wrestling God and things like that, if the Coda match never happens, it's not like hitting you over the head with teases of a Coda match that you'll be disappointed about if it doesn't happen. But if it does happen... You go, well, look, we've been planting the seeds for all this time. Yeah. I think it's smart. I think that story writes itself, mm. but I, I definitely would be cool with waiting a long time. Kenny can hold this title for another whole year and build this up, like holding all these other titles and, and then going after Kota Ibushi. Uh, and you know how much I love Kenny, but he has to lose to Kota Ibushi. I, I think that's that's <laughs> the problem with doing this belt collector yeah. gimmick. He's not winning. Is eventually, he has to lose all of them. Eventually, he'll have to give... The impact type, like drop the impact title. He's Eventually just hand to, it over, Bad Bunny style. I hope not. That is so. I find it so disrespectful. Twenty four seven title. I don't care. I can get it from a Bad Bunny point of view, where it's like, yo, I'm like a 
superstar. Yeah. I don't want to be having my like looking over my shoulder all the time with this 24/7 gimmick. Like it kind of makes sense. I think it looks so bad and it just pisses over a company to just Kenny hand your title back. <laughs> Kenny like just hands back all the titles. I th- they I all mean, get vacated. There's, there's ways to do it if you're building like Kenny versus I don't know Christian or whatever. You can always have Christian interfere and cost him one of the titles in one of the companies, that kind of thing. Impact. I'm just using Christian as an example. Former here. MTNA champion. Yeah. Christian. Exactly. Maybe, you know, t- tonight, later on, Christian goes, Kenny, you have something I want. Maybe he's just foreshadowing, you have the title that I once had and I want it back. The TNA World Heavyweight title. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like they should... I'm not super... They haven't been pushing the title collector, but now that this pay-per-view is... Like, we know the match. It's title versus title. How big of a swerve would it be if Rich won? <laughs> you know, but I think that's what I loved so much about the promo this week. And I said the same thing about this fast lane match. I don't see Daniel Bryan winning, but they've now made that scenario appealing to your audience. And I think that's exactly what they did on Impact this week, is this promo, you felt for Swan. You think Don Callis and Kenny seem like massive pricks, and you go, you know what? Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Rich Swan win it. I don't think it's going to happen. But from a storyline point of view, you always want to believe. The streak. You always wanted to go in thinking right. there's a chance Undertaker could lose. Yeah. And there were certain matches, e.g. Mark Henry, where you go, well, it's not going to happen. And therefore, there's no drama in the match. Whereas a Randy Orton, a legend killer, you go, oh, I could buy I could buy Randy could be Undertaker. Or Triple H. Or Triple, or Triple H. H the second or Triple time. H or Triple H. Or Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Or Triple H. Um, <laughs> so I think they're doing a pretty good job there. Um, I am still yeah. curious to see if we see anything referencing it on AEW TV. Yeah, you'd imagine Rich Swan shows up to help. I would someone. hope so. You'd At imagine. least for the go-home show, you know, yeah, you, would, yeah. you would think. Or, or Swan beats Kenny and then Coda beats Swan for, and now everyone's holding different titles. Yeah. Just, I, do, I don't see Swan winning. Obviously, it no. makes sense, but I feel like they'd have a pretty good match. I reckon we'll probably have, we might have another kind of six man something on, on Dynamite at some point. Kenny's on impact this week. So mm. they said he's coming back. So he's obviously going to cut a promo or yeah. talk some shit to Rich, but I feel like that match could be good. But then, yeah, Kenny with all these titles is just going to go forward. But I feel like on this show, they still just treat him like they kind of don't reference other things at no. all, which, you know, obviously it's their show, but yeah. Uh, there's, the, I mentioned, um, New Japan, and we talked about some of the New Japan Cup, and I saw some... I don't want to just say, because I think it was earlier today, but there was some... I'm going to watch later, so please don't. There was some interesting things that have taken place, but... um... I, I, we, we mentioned, uh, forbidden doors and, and stuff like that. I saw this crazy thing on Twitter and then I had to like fact check it that, uh, you know how I love my 2005 WWE, uh, like knowledge and mm-hmm. that time frame. Uh, there was this wrestler. Oh, now I'm blanking on his name. He was in a tag team with Rene Dupree. I hope someone in the chat, uh, can help me out. Japanese guy. Oh. He, um, I'm blanking on his name now. I didn't write this down. I should have wrote it down. Uh, Kenzo he, Suzuki. Yeah, was it? Okay. Maybe Kenzo Suzuki. Was that his name? Fuck. I think he was, so. he was in WWE around that time. Yeah. I believe, that Kenzo was Suzuki. That's who it was. Uh, so apparently like this gimmick that Kenzo Suzuki came into WWE with was because 
Tanahashi turned him down and it was supposed to be him in this role and I was like that can't be right so I quickly like scoured the internet what Kenzo Suzuki was meant to be Tanahashi essentially they offered it to him first right and he's like no that sounds stupid it's gonna I'm gonna die a horrible death that way and <laughs> didn't do it and then now he's he's Tanahashi right I'm, I just think it's interesting oh sorry Tanahashi was offered the game yeah yeah okay. yeah so yeah Kenzo Suzuki that's who it was wow how, how did I blank on the name and you know your 2000, know my t- 2000 I wasn't even watching 2005 <laughs> I just bowed out like I passed you the the torch if it will it's like oh you can cover for the next I can few watch years. Kenzo Suzuki yeah, you can watch the Kenzo Suzuki <laughs> and your Dominic's on a pole match or whatever it is uh, that was in a ladder match and he should have been in a shark cage <laughs> he should have been on the thing that was a big argument in that year uh yeah, I just found that interesting that we you, you see all these wrestlers these days and they don't show up. And we, we're talking about our Andrade's who are like, well, I want to leave. Or, and he's come out and said that it's true. The rumors mm. are true that he is he, he, he wants to be in a better spot. But you think of like things in the past where people maybe did uh, think on their own and were like, maybe I don't maybe I'll make a shit ton of money doing this. But I want to creatively do something a lot better and do something more like fitting to my life. I think so, and especially if you've been smart with your money up until this point um, where you have the freedom to kind of say no and turn something down and try to follow that creative dream. And whether that's, it might not necessarily be an AEW offer right away, but just working the indies or doing uh, like one shots at different companies can definitely scratch that creative itch, I'm sure. Yeah, I feel like it's it's artistry, especially mm. for wrestling. Like, I look at someone like a Zack Sabre Jr. This guy just likes to have really good matches. Mm. That's what he literally loves to do. And I'm like, okay, you don't care about the, the show-busy sports entertainment part. You care about this, like, artistry. There's certain guys that, like, follow in that, that way. And obviously money comes down to it at the end of the day because it rules everything. But... Uh, I find it I find it interesting, and I feel like Andrade might might showing that he is one of these people. Like FTR, they're like, look, we can make so much money, but we'd rather just go out and do what we actually like feel like we belong. Yeah, deserve. I mean, they they said in that um, that podcast a while ago last year that they were offered the tag title run again. Yeah, and they were like, no, because these titles mean nothing in this company. So what does it mean if I'm a champion of a yeah like bullshit division? Um, so yeah, definitely chase that creativity, and I'm sure you feel it as well. We're both creative people. You, 100%. Uh, you like grew up doing music and stuff. I grew up in acting and theatre and stuff. And this podcast itself, even though it's not doing what I'm trained, this in, is art. <laughs> somewhat scratches that itch a bit, and no, but also just expanding, doing things like the Patreon and, and being able to talk about other things we love, like movies and stuff, non wrestling related. It's it's our way of we have the freedom to kind of do that. And there is some kind of, I know we're just reviewing, but I think there is, for me, it's kind of scratching that artistic itch a bit. Definitely. I mean, before I've worked in so many behind the, more so behind the scenes of a lot of things, the behind the scenes of a lot of talk radio and stuff that I worked in. And I've just always wanted to just be able to talk. And obviously we put out a bunch of these shows here for free, but it's the Patreon people that have followed through the past years and the Patreon people that we continue to, to create from here makes me go, Oh, I am doing the right thing. Like mm. this is scratching is some sort of itch. And we come up with all sorts of different things. Creating uh, the up next games are a creative itch for yeah, us as well, yeah. which uh, stay tuned for uh, some updates. News coming this weekend. Yeah. Mm. All I got to say is cactus, Chris Elliott, who won the up next rumble. 
he's been talking a lot of shit on the post wrestling Discord, and mm. he 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 goes off and slanders my name on Twitter and on Facebook, and he's 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 making my life a living hell. So I'm thinking that we need to go three stages of hell. All right. I'll take it to the booker. I'll yeah. see what he can do. Yeah. Get pen to paper. Yeah. All I know is I don't do the job. I'm the champ. Well, we're on the fast lane now, so announcements <laughs> to come very quickly. We're on the fast lane to Up Next Mania. We are indeed. Yeah, that's right. Uh, at Up Next Podcast, Twitter, Instagram for all the updates. And just a reminder to everyone in the Twitch room right now, we will be taking your calls at the end of the show. The Zoom link has been posted on the Patreon, so uh, follow along on the Twitch, and then when you're ready to call, join in. Yeah, patreon.com slash upnext. I, I mentioned um, we do so many other podcasts, whether it be wrestling like this week, we're doing an Up Yours for TakeOver London, which is going to be great from 2015, which I believe you're at, which yes. is great. You can uh, see me on the show. No way. I haven't yeah. seen you yet. I haven't finished it yet, but maybe you got to point me out. Um, I, I also know we just did our Leprechaun review for St. Paddy's Day with John Ceno and just all these bunch of shows. We do Best Match Ever, Was Next, all the great stuff we do on the Patreon. Only five bucks a month gets you access to all the shows in the catalog that we've ever done. So go uh, support us that way. Five bucks. Five bucks. That's it. All right. Yeah. Let's go into some let's dynamite. Let's go into some dynamite. Which we finally heard the full version of the song. Did it take this long for us? Yeah, so we we watch after the fact, and we got a feed that when it goes to commercial breaks, it just has the like dynamite theme. Yeah, on repeat, and I think this—I don't recall them doing this before, but this time they had the first verse, the second verse, the bridge. They had everything. It's it was great. good. Is it, it was... Ruckus? It must be Ruckus who makes. The, he's the music guy. Okay, he's impressive. I like it as a music. Like I think he's great. He how he he. Like he works and touches a bunch of their music, and mm. I feel like they've got some some great music going on for for Dynamite. Yeah, I, yeah. I think so. I don't know. We're we're so late to this party, but we're NXT people, and we're like, hey, is this the full version of this theme? It has verses and everything. It's mm. all about exploding and dynamites, and it's oh, like, yeah. yeah, it's it's great. Let's go ignite. <laughs> well, let's go to AEW Dynamite, March seventeenth. It's the St. Patrick's Day Smash. Is that what they called it? Slam. Slam. What was the New Year's sl- Smash? New Year's Smash. Something like that, yeah. 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 I, and then the Beach Bash, was it? Or Freak? Ba- you know break? what? I'm, we're making fun of the names. I love that they do this. WWE doesn't do this. Why can't you be current? Why can't you, like... They always do the Halloween Christmas things in WWE, mm. and it's so, like, it's always backstage segments and eating food. It's just like, why can't you just make... Like, look at the crowd, or the quote-unquote crowd, in the St. Patrick's Day stuff. It's the little things. I mean, I mean obviously, this was just the, the AEW crowd here, but... You do that. Like, I've gone to a Raptors game and there's a t-shirt on my chair for the game and that kind of thing. And I think you can theme events more. It just makes it... It's so easy. It's so easy to just throw a a tagline onto something. Yeah. NXT does do it, but I think it would... Raw especially, it would help so much. They do their Raw reunions or whatever, but... Yeah. Like, let's do themed events for maybe your current talent sometimes and... Make it feel a bit of a bigger deal. Yeah, and it lands on a St. Patrick's Day. Everyone's stuck at home. They can't go out to bars and stuff. Make not it everyone. Not yeah, everyone sorry. anymore. Yeah. We are. Yeah, we are. We're doing fuck all. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When when the world opens up, invite us to your bars. I walked past a, a vaccine center yesterday, oh, yeah? and I was like, Did you put a wig on. I was tempted. <laughs> I, I was like, shall I just walk in and just see how far I can get? 
Just see if I can get vaccinated. Excuse me, I am a professional podcaster. <laughs> I need the vaccine before everyone else. I need to go to Mania to I cover to go- it. <laughs> I'm a journalist. I need to be there. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, it's like going to a war zone. <laughs> we're stuck for a while, I feel like. We're, we're like end of summer, we're Christmas the- time. So, yeah, it came out yesterday, I think, that restaurant workers aren't being prioritized. Yeah. Even though we're going to be dealing with well, unmasked people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't that's wear ridiculous. your mask outside. You don't oh, wear your that's... mask at the table, even. Oh, that's ridiculous. So, yeah. That's kind of silly. Mm. Like, first they tell you you're not essential. Yeah. <laughs> and then they do this to you? Yeah. No, I think that's weird. I think that if you deal with public, you should be... I think if you're opening up the service, yeah. you should get priority. Uh, obviously, I, I don't think... I obviously think there are people that take priority yes. over me. It's workers. But in I the, would think yeah. if your job is dealing with customers who are not going to be wearing their masks yeah um with kind of like a jab in my arm jab yeah love that prick me clip that (laughs) so yeah we'll we'll be watching wrestling in our house for a long time but we mentioned we're moving so uh we we, we got that going for us Is that Drake Jameson in my coffee? I'm trying to win on the horses today. <laughs> oh, yeah, to just David's fucking on, afford it. David's on the horses. Oh, it's been great. Paddy <laughs> Power's been wonderful to me today. Shout out Seabiscuit. All right, let's just place one now. Toby Maguire? It's a good movie. Yeah. You ever seen it? Seabiscuit? Uh, uh, no. Uh, tr- true fact, Davey Portman hates Toby Maguire. Like, hate. You went off on Toby Maguire. I don't no, hate you him. I just think the, he's a bad actor. Off the air, you went off on Toby I Maguire. He's bad at his job. No hate here. <laughs> I don't hate anyone. He's good in Pleasantville. Have you seen that movie? He's not in Flipper, is he? That's Elijah. That's Elijah. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know Elijah. Who- That's okay. Right. So I I heard something the other day. We will get into Dynamite. Yeah. Um, stop shouting at me, Twitch. <laughs> um, so I heard the other day. Was it you that told me? I can't even remember. Everything's a mess in my head now. Yeah. Um, they're planning to do a remake of Face Off. Yeah. And someone suggested on my timeline you recast Nicolas Cage and John Travolta but playing the other part. Yeah. <laughs> John is Caster Troy. What about As Elijah Wood and Tobey Maguire face off? Oh, that's... that's it would be a different film. That sounds It would be so a very bad. different film, yeah. No, that sounds really bad. It sounds good bad. <laughs> it sounds Shane McMahon, Braun Strowman bad. I, uh, I know we, once in a while in a blue moon, put on the YouTube video Nicolas Cage Freakout where it's just like clips of all his movies where he freaks out. Uh, and I work oh once a year at least yeah it's an annual thing same with the Ric Flair uh, Mm. (laughs) Ric Flair one Uh, but I finally watched at work the other day we air uh, old movies sometimes and they aired Leaving Las Vegas Mm. with Nicolas Cage and he basically for like the whole two hours just plays this like drunk asshole Mm. and I was like man he's like really good and he won an Oscar for this movie Mm. I'm like Nicolas Cage won an Oscar way before Leo way before there's so many actors out there that you would think have won an Oscar but haven't, mm. and then there's Nicolas Cage yeah. who has for leaving Las Vegas. Great movie, honestly. It was really fucked up. But I, I do feel like Arbed in Community when it comes to Nicolas Cage. Like I just can't, I can't work him out at all. Right. I don't know if he's terrible. Oh, I don't great. know if he's brilliant. Is he the boss? I don't know if he's both of those things. <laughs> um, but he's an enigma for sure. Yeah, I, I I've never seen that movie, and, I, and it was great and very very strange. I, it makes me want to watch all his movies. 
including that. I don't think he's in it, but that Bob Odenkirk movie looks like it should be Nicolas Cage. Oh, when's that out? <laughs> I don't know. That looks great. <laughs> they, they, apparently, it's more of a comedy too. That one. I don't oh. know. Yeah, uh, and I know people are going off about um, Justice League. Yes. And the Snyder Cut, which mm-hmm. I, I know I know we just did Batman and Robin, which means our next Batman review will be Batman Begins. So we're not going to touch the Snyder Cut. I'm actually planning on watching Batman v Superman and the original Snyder Cut like this week. Because, the, you mean the original Justice League? Sorry, yes. The original, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the original. <laughs> the original Justice League this week because I, uh, I do kind of want to watch it before I need to take notes and stuff. And I feel this right. is enough time before we'll get to those films. I am curious. I haven't been a big fan of the these DC films, but just just as someone who's interested in kind of cinema, I'm interested in seeing uh, like the same movie but done completely differently. And from from early reports I've heard, I've heard it's very different, which is quite intriguing. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it. It was kind of blah. Batman versus Superman is really strange as well. I I. I feel the same way about Nicolas Cage I feel about Ben Affleck. Right. Like, I hate you, but I also don't hate you. How can I hate you? You're Ben Affleck. I think he's a better director than actor. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. I don't... I, he never offends me. I know there was that one fucking awful film he did, but J- I never J- find J-Lo. him particularly <laughs> offensive. I've never really completely got the hate. Yeah. I, I just don't think... I, I don't think he should have been Batman. Uh, I know he wanted to for a long time. Um, Daredevil sucked. He's got the jaw. He does. Yeah. He does. We, whoa, we can't be talking about our bat facts. We're not there yet. But I, I am interested in watching the Justice League thing. It's just it's like four hours long. It's yeah. Like almost as long as Raw. Yes. <laughs> we did a Twitch watch long for Raw the other day, and it was like an hour and a half through the show. And I just like was like gassing out. And we, no, we were, this is to be the and main I, event. And I was right? like, oh, so this is almost done. And you're like, there's there's an hour and a half. Halfway through. There's an hour and a half left, Brayden. And I was like, how long is Raw? <laughs> Shout out. Rewind to Raw. Let's go into some Let's dynamite. Let's get to it. Yeah. yeah. Let's get down to it. AEW from March 17, 2021. We start off with Penta El Zero Miedo. His name changes every week. Um, Pentagon Jr. Yeah. He comes down to the ring. Uh, but as he does, he has a like insert promo with the, the commentator guy mm. that has been helping him, who's a little too cheeky, who likes doing it, clearly. And oh, JR, yeah. JR mentions, like, hey, this guy is looking like he's enjoying this. And he says, Penta says he's got a gift for you, and he's going to break your arm so you have an early paternity leave. You're welcome. And uh, Pentagon looking, this mask is probably the coolest one he's worn. It's like the classic black, but there's sparkly skulls within it. Every, mm. t- every time he moves, it like shines a different way. He Great. always looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned he's one of my favorite guys to watch. I would say just in wrestling in general nowadays, the gear game is on point. For like him? Co- just everyone. Yeah, like Cody's yeah. gear looks so yeah. fresh all the time. We watched that Osprey Zack Sabre Jr. match. I thought Osprey looked great. Yeah. Uh, people are obviously paying a lot of money to get good gear, and it does pay off. It does. You look like stars. You yeah. look like superstars. I agree. Cody always, Cody's been, ever since Cody left WWE, like, I mean, he looked fine in WWE, but when he left and had getting his own custom everything, mm. he was the first guy to really do that. His everything was on point, and he oh, continues yeah. to look. He's Cody, right? He's the only thing I don't like right now is the Snoop Dogg remix. I yeah, really can't need to get rid of it. Just change it. Just I hope back. it's like a like a three six month deal, and then just go back. Deal? What deal? It's I probably them Snoop. who's doing it. I don't know. No, there's no way Snoop is like. No, you need to use this. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they've paid for it, so they're gonna get. I heard Snoop uh, for the hip hop heads. I heard Snoop's making this new like rap super group with like all these old rappers making a group, and I'm like, like. 
like, what are you going to rap about? <laughs> Cody Rhodes and how you're doing commercials for sea turtles in the soda stream? Stop. Just, just, go, just do yeah, your Yeah, how many... Uh, like, who's on more commercials, Snoop or Shaq? Shaq. Uh, that's got to be Shaq. Shaq. Yeah. It's got to be Shaq. So 100%. many. 100%. Uh, because he's on, like, Papa John's, Icy Hot, all that stuff. So, Penta versus Cody, who comes out with Arn Anderson. Uh, right away, as Cody's making his entrance, Penta does a tope con to the outside, landing on him. I, I love uh, Cody's green Nightmare family shirt for mm. St. Patrick's Day. There's a super kick from Penta, but back in the ring, Cody hits a gourd buster, but runs into a slick sling blade from Penta, then a float over into like this backstabber, and then he goes a ringside and takes someone's like uh, St. Patty's Day hat and puts it on and does like some taunting. I'm like, this guy is the greatest <laughs> thing ever, but it's not the last time he does this. Uh, the match continues. He then fights with Cody on the top rope in the ring, and Cody hits a top rope avalanche Hurricane Rana. Yeah, top here. So yeah, Cody last week said he's the Penta said you're the prince of pro wrestling. I'm the lord of lucha libre. So Cody always adapts to everyone he's fighting, and here he's doing lucha libre stuff to Pentagon. So I kind of like this. Uh, But Penta kicks out at two, then starts to work the arm because he says, "Hey, I'm going to break your arm." Works the arm, tries to break it, but eats the disaster kick into this like suicide dive from Cody, sending Penta into like this guardrail, and then Cody. Hits a Canadian destroyer. <laughs> I said to you, how many times are we gonna see destroyer on the show? And it's I didn't imagine Cody's gonna be the one to hit it. So he's getting revenge here for Penta hitting one on him. And then the Cody cutter, but it's only a two count. But Cody doing a destroyer? What do you think of his destroyer? It looked pretty good. It looked good. Yeah. yeah. There's then a crossroads, and Penta kicks out at two again. Cody then hits him with the Verta Breaker. But Penta kicks out at two. Cody doesn't know what to do, so he starts working the leg of Penta, smacks it against the post, rolls him back in the ring. Figure four, leg lock. Great spot here. Penta's screaming, but eventually gets out of it. Does the the pullback on the arm. The What does he call this? The like Just breaks your arm. Yeah, I, I, arm. I can't remember it. I don't know if it's had a name, but yeah. yeah. The arm breaker. Arm snap kind and of And Cody sells it, but then quickly rolls Penta up. And gets the pin here. It's like a sneak pin. And Penta is just shocked. And then, like, just right away attacks Cody. But then, like, the crew, Tony Soprano and the gun <laughs> club come out. And they they stop him. And then Penta puts on this, like, green leprechaun St. Patrick's Day hat. And it's just mad chilling here. The greatest. Vi- I hollered laughing at this visual. I want this as my, like, wallpaper of my phone. Uh, but, yeah, Penta's like, gets the last laugh here. Even though he didn't win the match. Yeah, so I assume this feud is going to continue uh i really enjoyed the match i love how cody just wrestles his opponent's game every time um he really see and i think that's where i think at first the arn pairing was kind of weird but now when you see the way cody wrestles it is like he's been studying his opponent for the week and therefore he's trying to incorporate some lucha libre and stuff and you can actually imagine him sitting down with his coach Arn Anderson and studying Penta singles matches and seeing his weaknesses in his game and I I even I found it a little weird the roll up immediately after the arm snap but I think Cody was good enough that he was selling his arm and it was like a desperation like oh my arm is fucked and if I don't finish this match here I'm I'm gonna lose because my arm's messed up and I think he did sell it with the roll up uh, the right way. Uh, I, I thought this was thoroughly enjoyable. I do think, 
AEW have been just flipping around their baby faces and heels quite a lot over the last couple of weeks, just reshuffling people in different positions. You've got Eddie's turned, Lance has turned again, Scorpio Sky's turned, Penta's turned. In the case of Penta, this is exactly the role he needs to be in. He oh, works yeah. so much better as a heel. And I think Alex um, is brilliant, just this smug translator. I think he adds to the act. Uh, this is definitely the the right steps in the right direction. Yeah, this guy is great. Uh, I need to watch all of his older stuff because, like, I've you've shown me some of his his uh, Lucha Lucha Underground. Underground stuff, and I've seen some of his stuff in Impact and some of the AAA stuff as well. But mm. he is genuinely one of my favorite acts to watch in professional wrestling for the past few years now, especially since the whole all it was him versus Kenny at All In when we went to, and I was like, what, this. I think that is a highly underrated like sprint of a match there, under twenty minute match that I still like watch sometimes. I'm like, this is just this guy. Is crazy and i love his his look and then like he's he he knows what he's doing with this like slight comedy thing where he always has to do the pose and the thing he knows that all of us people watching go why would you do that in a fight you we keep know, losing. stop doing it you yeah. keep losing but he's like i don't care i don't even care because i just have to do it he's a troll like that's his character i love and i think he is the like the the, the flyest looking wrestler uh with the whole mask and outfit i love this guy. i think what's great is this is a guy who's been in the company right from the beginning and it feels like we've just had this new character. New character. It yeah. feels like Penta's just debuted with the company. Yeah, I want to see him uh, keep doing this, keep like hurting people, fighting different people, calling out people, just being mean because he's so nasty, mm. and then move on to like the TNT title picture. I think yeah, him versus Darby would be great. Um, Same with uh, I, I figure he's still with Cody for a bit now, but I think yeah, absolutely. You could do Ray Phoenix and Pac winning the the tag titles from the mm. Bucks and because the Bucks seem like they're in some strange storyline right now anyways that we'll get into just next but you can have three the the titles be like the three Death Triangle guys mm. even though they're kind of baby faces and- yeah do you think he's separated from them now they only just got these guys together yeah it's weird um, I kind of I guess they haven't done an official split which is good it yeah. can be they're just doing their own thing right now but they're still affiliated I mean, your brothers. You're always going to be connected somehow. They're Lucha Brothers. Lucha, Lucha Brothers. Bros. Mexican. I, I really want to see their store. If we go to Mania in Cali, mm. I got to check out that store they upload. Like the Lucha store. It's, it's pretty sweet. We go to the Young Bucks. It's worth mentioning the Nightmare family do come out for the save, but QT comes out way, way after. After everything's done and everyone kind of gives him a bit of side eye. Like, where the fuck were you, QT? Yeah, I almost thought he was going to like join with Penta here for mm. some reason. Like, I'll help train your minions or something. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be some story going forward is QT and yeah I, I quite like the way they're building it actually uh, I think this is this is the kind of storytelling that you have little bits on dynamite but a nice story elements you can put on dark and elevation yeah I think um, we, we've seen that before with kind of the QT Alley story those shows are more just wrestling based but if you insert a bit of storyline um, here and there I, I kind of think QT Marshall's the right guy for that job <laughs> I, I think he's just doing a great job. That whole unit of training mm. new people, I think they're doing, they're oh, yeah. doing fantastic Absolutely. stuff, honestly. So, um, yeah, give him all the time. He, just just yeah. this time, though. Yeah. Not, not, maybe not any more than that. <laughs> we go to the Young Bucks, and they are backstage getting interviewed here. And they they go, where's our focus? Well, Ray Phoenix, you beat me in singles competition. 
And a year ago, maybe you beat my brother, but that's singles competition. Luckily, these are the tag team championships, and we're the best damn tag team in professional wrestling. Don Callis interrupts their interview and says, hey, guys, you sound like you actually believe that. And then gives them a shirt that says, do not slap leg. Uh, they're really <laughs> pushing this uh, no slapping oh, the leg yeah. thigh thing. He goes, look, I, I, I want to get set the record straight. When I, when I said that you guys kicked me in the head and I had all that stuff, well, I was faking it. You never kicked me. I wanted you to kick me, though. I wanted you to kick me because I missed that Nick and Matt I saw in Japan, that once in a millennium tag team. So he's using the same lines that he's using about yeah. Kenny. And he says, there's nothing elite about you two anymore. There's nothing. He says, well, yeah, well, you and Kenny, like, you changed him. He's a changed person. You're right. I did change Kenny. He's a changed man. He is now the god of professional wrestling. And he's on this level and you guys are well, you're just you're just down here. And do you do you look in the mirror and see the same people that I once saw? Think about that. And he walks off. So that's why I'm like, okay, well, are the Bucks he means you guys need to be heels. You you need that edge. Yeah, you need that killer. You guys instinct. aren't. You guys don't have it anymore, and I'm over it. You get you baby faces. I I liked it. Obviously, we all know the elite, as in the name of the faction, and we know what it means. But having read the the book, the Young Bucks book, they kind of go into a bit more detail about that word and the elite, and how it would be those two and Kenny, and a game they'd play on the tour buses is. They'd bring up a wrestler and they'd go, is he elite or not? Right. So uh, they'd go like Stone Cold Steve Austin, elite. Yeah, absolutely. Elite right. level. Um, they go Bret Hart. Yep, elite. Um, Mr. Perfect. Hmm. Okay. Is M- Mr. Perfect good? Is he elite? And they mm. kind of debate it. And I like that from this, with that context, it's almost like Don and Kenny have been going, yeah, the Young Bucks were elite. They're good, but are they at that elite level anymore? Ooh, that's even mm. more disrespectful then. Yeah. That means Kenny's been playing his game, their game with Don. Yeah. That's even meaner. Yeah. That is that is mean. But I think Don is just fucking fantastic. Yeah, he's really good. Um, they, they do AW like tying up loose ends or they like correcting mistakes and yeah. things like that. Um, so mentioning he got he, he exactly. didn't get kicked. They didn't need to do that. That could have been completely forgotten about. But he is going like, yeah, I faked it. Like, I wanted to get under your skin. I needed to rile up Kenny a bit. Yeah, faked it. We can move past that. Yeah, and it, it seems like he wants them to be these these killers again. Mm. And they're obviously like, hey, we're not at that right now. We're different right now. Mm. So I find it's like a little interesting that they they still could turn and join them or in some capacity, shape or form. Because like I mentioned, they could lose the titles and then like turn and be with Kenny. But I think there's too many bad guys right now mm. in this show. So no, I think. Oh, and need... we've teased the last two years. Are yeah, these guys they're always teasing. Heel? They need to just be baby face. Yeah. For a year now with no teases or anything. I just eventually, uh, eventually we'll just get the, like the elite being like the bullet club, like Bucks, Cody and Kenny and hangman and all the classic guys and they'll all be a unit and they'll all be bad guys yeah like that's eventually one day we'll get yeah that. you're yeah. two yeah absolutely yeah like two three years mm. we'll get that eventually but i don't want them to be playing with the bucks anymore no. because it's it's been messy i feel like i feel like uh i love the bucks and i love kenny i feel like this is the time where maybe you 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 separate them completely yeah, you go you know what like- 
you, you, Kenny, you go and win your world titles. We've been winning our tag team titles. Clearly, things aren't really gelling. We don't want to hang. We don't want to. I think we they're going to be tied until after the Good Brothers match. Yeah. And then I, I agree. I'd like to see them kind of go their separate way. Good Brothers can beat the shit out of them. And then they have their match with the Good Brothers. Like, just separate them for quite a while. So the Bucks can go on and have feuds with. With tag teams. They're mm. the champions. They're, there's so many teams that could be the champs right now while the Bucks are busy in the storyline. It yeah. doesn't need to be this. It's kind of getting messy. It's kind of like how you say Cody's always got like eight stories going mm. on because he's Cody. It seems like the Bucks do that too. It's like, well, we always have a story. I mean, I feel right now their story is just Kenny and the Good Brothers. They're one and the same, yeah. well, in my opinion. Well, they've been, no, but they, they then they're talking about the Pac and Gotcha, yes. Phoenix. No, you're right. So it's like, yeah. okay, well, can we focus on a feud for the titles because yeah right at this point they're not winning the titles from you i mentioned that it could be interesting if they did but mm. uh we'll no, see you're right we go to jade cargill who comes down to the ring looking again crazy gear for jade oh, here. She, yeah, yeah it looks like a star here she just looks like a comic book character come to life she's going up against danny jordan and poor danny gets a pump kick to the <laughs> face and then this like German from Jade as she kips up and hits the the jaded, it's like the, the jaded, yeah, the it's chicken the glam slam, yeah, yeah, implant implant buster, and Jade beats Danny just like that, and and is just basically says just that at the the camera like just like that. I think they've done such a good job with Jade. They're saying this is her second match. They've obviously they're protecting her in a in a way where she's obviously been in the tag match where she didn't have to do loads. Here was Shaq a, had her covered. Yeah. <laughs> Here was a squash, but I think everything she has done looks very good. And I think they're doing a, what is it? Heyman always uh, accentuate the strengths and hide the weaknesses. And I think they've done such a great job with that. She looks like a superstar. Yeah. Like she looks incredible. Um, I think all the moves she hit were delivered well. I, I question whether she'll, how she'll be in a, like a, 10 15 minute singles match but we don't need to be doing that right now she's kind of on a bit of a goldberg push and i think if she can keep training with qt and be having matches there i think that really the sky's the limit for jade um i think she could be a big big deal no me too uh this this makes her look great it's Mm. such a short match it's a squash match and she's probably getting better and better and the moves that she hit looked great so Mm. Yeah, uh, and just her look is definitely like, wow, you look like you, you could kill all these other women in this division. She's huge. She's yeah. t- she's bigger than the male it, guys. Already, and it, it's something that, obviously, contractually, we won't be able to see right now, but already I want to see her Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, walking tall. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte and Jade. So we go to MJF. There's a little bit oh, after sorry. the match where Jade gets into Red Velvet's face and Red Velvet gives her a little bit back. So we're going back to that feud. Right. But I, again, I thought Red Velvet played her role perfectly here as well. She signed? Nope. I, yes, but not to a full-time thing. Uh, and then we'll see Jade a little later as well. She's going to stick around to watch the main event. Yes. Uh, but we do go to MJF who comes out, the intro of his music, but then it changes after into this like guitar... I'm just going to say another evolution theming sounding. Kind theme. of, yeah. It, it sounds evolution slightly like FTRs, I think. Um, I'll have to listen to it. Yeah, then. maybe it is FTR. I'm not sure. Yeah. Say, yeah. I don't know. But they come out, the whole group here, I'm calling them the faux horsemen. Tully Blanchard leads the charge. He, they're all standing in the ring. Tully says, it's great being in this ring with this group of guys. And Sean Spears mentions 
that they laid out the inner circle and took them out. We took out the baddest team in AEW, and now we are the greatest group. This is the greatest group. I was with the Horsemen, which are considered the greatest, and now I get to finish my career with the current, the new team, the greatest team. Mark my words as he hands the mic to MJF, who starts off by saying, I am Judas now, huh? Great line. He says, Chris, it was no walk in the park to pretend I liked you or pretend to think you that I liked you and that, you know, you liked me. Well, you could use more walks in the park. It wasn't easy taking the back seat to you, but I fell back just like your hairline. And it wasn't easy separating the, the crew and Sammy and manipulating you. I, I sang and I danced and all that ha-ha comedy bullshit, but I was secretly plucking feather by feather. And then the coup de gras. I convinced you and that mouth-breathing, all these different names for people watching at home, and that it was all a ruse. I tricked you all, and I wanted to, to, to separate the inner circle, but that wasn't the truth. It was, it was a ruse because I was just creating one even stronger. Tully Blanchard, the greatest mind in the history of professional wrestling. He, he we're basically the the pinnacle. He says, then you got to look at War Dog, Wardlow, the best big man, Mr. Mayhem, and then Double S, the chairman, Sean Spears. Then the wrestler's wrestler. Sorry, he calls Sean Spears the wrestler's wrestler. Mm. Yeah, of course. He then says, then some people who also like Sean are held down for t- far too long. FTR, the only Grand Slam World Tag Team Champions ever. And, well, they're unstoppable. And then me, 24 years of age. And I'm great now, but like a fine wine, I'll be wrestling for 25 more years and I will run this business. They say Chris Jericho's the GOAT, but that will be reserved for yours truly. And just like we said, we are the pinnacle and chris by the way i want your locker room i'm better than you and i know it sorry you know it as they hug this is great i thought uh pinnacle like it i keep on needing to remind myself that mjf is 24 it's ridiculous the amount of talent this guy has and has such a long career ahead of him hopefully yeah uh he's great i uh, I thought Tully sounded great at the beginning. I love the line of starting with the greatest group in pro wrestling and ending with it. Um, I Last week I said I questioned why anyone would trust MJF. Whereas here I think I answered that. It's this group has been a thing essentially for a year. We just haven't seen it yet. Like these guys have all been plotting for all this time and we yeah. just haven't seen it yet. And the whole thing, it wasn't that. Uh, Cody was genuinely his friend and then he turned on him. It wasn't that the inner circle were genuinely his friends and he turned on him. He was always against them. He was just plotting, plotting. Right. So I think it answered kind of that question about why these guys would trust him. I even think, look, you, you were making jabs at Sean Spears there and I have as well. He looks out of place. The, the whole blonde mohawk, it's, we've seen this guy in so many different gimmicks. It feels like he keeps on trying uh, something new here it is he's hawk from fucking 
Cobra Kai, isn't he? He was this loser, and then he's like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to go away. I'm now going to come back with a mohawk, and everyone's going to take me seriously. And it's like, ah, but you're still Sean Spears. But MJF did make me go, I'm going to give you one more chance. Right. Uh, the way MJF spoke about him, because I do think Sean Spears is a good wrestler. I've never had a problem with Sean Spears' work. I'm just like, you're at this level, and I can't see you ever getting above that. And you've had enough chances that I'm kind of kind of done and I don't think you fit into this group. But the way MJF spoke, he was so good that I was like, all right, maybe maybe you can prove me wrong. With the Mohawk, it's weird because all of them look so fancy. The FTR in those blue suits, yeah. like everyone's dressed up and then he's like got this Mohawk. And it looks like he was he's in the midst of trying to get rid of it because he's growing out his actual hair mm. underneath it. Like, still shaving the sides of it, but it's like, okay, well, maybe you would have just shaved your head for this look because it just makes you stick out. He's tall. He's taller than most of these guys. Mm. Like, he's probably taller than Wardlow. And I just feel like he's this guy to match up against the inner circle. And come summertime, when this feud's over, he's he's out. Yeah. And that's the pinnacle. Perhaps. Mm. Uh, pinnacle also, what, it means, like, the greatness coming to an end, coming to a certain a point. Peak, yeah. Yeah, peak, right? And they already got the new shirt. The only thing is... Every time I've ever went on vacation to like Florida in the U.S., there's this brand of vodka that I just love to buy because in the states it's just really, really cheap and right. vodka's vodka sometimes, it's right? It's called Pinnacle. It's called Pinnacle. Oh. <laughs> Remember that habanero it. vodka we had? Oh yeah, Pinnacle. Oh right, okay. So cool. you know, in a way, we are the Pinnacle. We are the Pinnacle. I don't mind the name. Yeah, I, th- I think all names after yeah. a few weeks. It. I remember going in a circle. Ugh. Undisputed era. Ugh. Yeah, and then it's. A month later, and you yeah. go, oh, it's the inner circle. Wesley and Nash Carter? Yeah. yeah. Best mates now. <laughs> uh, I, I don't mind the name at all. I, I know that they, you, you could have just said Horseman and, and all this stuff. I, I've been looking on Chalkline, the, the, the mm. guys who do the jackets and the yeah, shorts yeah. and stuff. I'm just I'm going to buy a jacket. I've decided, okay. I just can't figure out which one. And they recently did this like special edition Four Horsemen one, like the throwback Four Horsemen jackets that they all used to wear. I'm like... That looks fresh. And I thought maybe that's they're putting it out because they know this team is coming out. But I was like, there's no way they're allowed to use that name Mm. or they would use that name. And no, they use Pinnacle. But I do. You saying about getting rid of Sean Spears, it does feel like AEW, they want factions of five. Obviously, Tully here is the manager, but the faction is five. Inner Circle is five. Matt Hardy's new faction is five. Right. I think the elite were five. Right. It's Dark Order's 19, but uh, the exception. <laughs> Nightmare Family's 24, but. No, yeah. Nightmare Family's like 80. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the they added school. more people this Got week. a little Uzi Vert in there. I don't know who's in the Nightmare <laughs> Collective these days. The Gun Club, Gun Club's best friend. You're going to get your chalk line jacket. I'm just going to surprise you one day and just wear a Nightmare, Nightmare. Family jacket. <laughs> You've joined the Nightmare yeah, yeah, Family? Yeah, I've joined the Nightmare Family. <laughs> <laughs> we get us both Nightmare Family jackets. <laughs> uh, I can't decide. Help me decide. I think I'm looking at these Bret Hart shorts from Chalkline. I'm like, do I really want to spend 50 bucks plus on that? Yeah, I probably do, actually, to be honest. <laughs> I feel like Bret Hart. I can't decide on the jacket, so help me decide which jacket is is just pimp. We go from the pinnacle. I, you know what? I, I like the name as well. I'm joking, but it, it made sense. And MJF is just so good on the mic. And you're kind of right. I do want to give this like a chance and see where it goes. Because realistically, it should... It should be good. Yeah. The ride we're going to. So we go to Matt Hardy and the party of Matt Hardy. Matt, let me get, let me get this straight. It's Matt Hardy, private party, the butcher and the blade and the bunny. All right. Yes. And the whole, 
Angelo Cohen, Jack Evans thing has just been forgotten about. You can have your $3,700. Get the fuck out of here. It, feel, it feels like, oh, Eddie Kingston isn't with you guys anymore? Well, I prefer you guys. So, sorry, Jack. Fuck. Sorry, I, Angelico. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a little confused. But what happened to Jack Evans? He shows up all night during that pay-per-view for no fucking reason. You know, like... I would just like some sort of explanation. If you can, it's so easy. Matt Hardy lost the match and they go, well, I, I don't believe you anymore. I think you're full of shit. You don't have any money. Like, fuck off. No, he buries it. In but it's it's just completely forgotten about. Right. Well, this And group, I care about these details. This, I care about Jack Evans. Yeah. Matt Hardy's empire here going up against Jurassic Express and Bear Country. Mm. Yes, that is correct. A dinosaur is teaming up with bears. Oh, yeah. And a jungle boy and Marco stunt. Five on five here. The bears early on use Marco as a weapon and throw him over the top. This was terrifying. Holy There cow. was so much speed when he was being thrown and you just saw his body turning, getting closer and closer to that guardrail with his head. So scary. It it seemed fine, but there was a second. By a going, hair. Ooh. By a hair, he yeah. was fine. It was very scary. He threw him. And then they, they inadvertently hit Jungle Boy in this like other move, which like pisses off Luchasaurus. So they're teasing some issues between... Bear Country and Lucha Source and sorry Jungle Jurassic Express because of that battle royale as well from mm. the pay per view where they eliminated them. Uh, so then it's Jungle Boy who's in the ring, but he's getting double teamed uh, by a bunch of people here because there's just everyone in this match. There's a double team Gutbuster. Lucha Source is in. He's beating up Isaiah Cassidy, who just loves screaming. And Jr. is like, is that is that Isaiah Cassidy screaming? Why, why he is needs he, to eliminate? He's like, that. why is he doing that? <laughs> he just won me over the other week yeah. with his match against Hangman. He needs right. to eliminate this. The blade comes in, but he eats a German suplex from Luchasaurus, and then a kip up, the the roundhouse kick, and then a choke slam, standing moonsault. Uh, the butcher looks like I know he's a Buffalo kid. I don't know if they he's used to sun tanning in oh, Buffalo boy. because down in Florida he got a burn. He was red. His back. I would not want to wrestle. He's Just like, being touched with a sunburn. No back bumps. Ooh. Sorry. No back flats or whatever. The plaque bats? Yeah, oh. none of that. Sorry. Uh, so then he gets... They take out the good guys here. Eventually, it's Private Party who hit Marco Stunt with the gin and juice. Hardy tags himself in and does the twist of fate, killing Marco here, pins him. And Matt Hardy's empire gains their win here as there's some tension between Bear Country and Jurassic Express. This was fine. This is a... A lower card match storyline thing you've got going on. The match was fine. Um, Luch- I, I am actually intrigued by uh, the Lucha, not Lucha House Party, Jungle People. What are they called? Jurassic Express uh, versus Bear Country. I think Bear Country have been quite impressive in the little I've seen of them uh, on like the main roster, if you will. Uh, yeah, so that's a feud I'm interested in. I can't say I'm particularly invested in this Matt Hardy brand. There's some, you know, I I wish instead of here's my fantasy booking. I'm sorry, Sean Spears, but I wish it wasn't Sean Spears and it was MJF and Jungle Boy coming to this like conclusion that look, if we work together. Oh no! And then Jungle Boy cuts his hair, puts a suit on, no. joins Pinnacle. Yeah, I think he's a way better. I think I say it a lot where I'm like, oh, I I put up with a dinosaur and a little kid because I want to see Jungle Boy Jack Perry. It's come to the point where I'm like, can I just see Jung? Can I just see this guy? Oh, I don't know. I 
I I like the I like this group. I, I think do for too. now. I I think there's definitely uh there's definitely more to Jungle Boy than this. Yeah. But I think right now he's he's still young. There's the roster is quite bloated. I think this is a nice nice little act. And I, I do I enjoy Luchasaurus a lot. I think his kicks just look great all the time. Great wrestlers. Uh, you know we we go off on Jurassic Express. I think they're they sh- they could be the tag team champions. Honestly, they're yeah. too cool of this era. Are, and yeah. and for me, it's Jungle Boy that definitely stands out. But I love the other two as well. I'm just like, okay, well, if they're losing to Matt Hardy's thing, that that puts them right back at this like. Yeah. He had the singles match with the guy from FTR, Dax or whatever, mm. and it was amazing. And then they just get put back to this position. Yeah, like, I, I know what you're saying. It's like, come on, can't we just... Like, that's what I mean. The Young Bucks h- hogging up the titles kind of screws over other mm. people. I know there's talks of Trio's titles, which is like, how many titles can we have in a yeah. company? But at the same time, maybe it would help some of these teams. Just something to make sense of why they're fighting and stuff. Because obviously we're going to get Bear Country versus Lucha yeah. Dragon Man and the, yeah, the jungle, jungle Boy. Jungle Guys. Greatest entrance theme in the history of professional wrestling, though. That jungle boy. We go to Moxley and Kingston backstage. Moxley's still hurt. Uh, this was filmed last week. This is not a live episode of AEW, to be noted. And I feel bad for Moxley. He had to fight in that match, had to fight on Dynamite, and then, like, fight out here. Men be written off. Yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> he basically says that. He's like, look, I'm not good. I'm not feeling good. I was burned. I was lacerated. I was handcuffed, beaten. And realistically, I should be on a beach right now. I should be drinking my ties. I should be fine. Instead, I'm going to war again. And the real problem is the Good Brothers. Hoot. He says, I don't like them because I wasted my money on talking Chopamania. <laughs> and I'm still mad about it. Me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Twice. Thanks, Dan Reed. <laughs> you can listen to our talking Chopamania review on oh, yeah. patreon.com. Read my report on postwrestling.com. <laughs> then he calls uh, Luke Gallows, or uh, Doc Gallows, uh, Forky. Yes. Toy Story. From Toy Story 4. They say he's got a wonky eye. Does he... Does he ever want I've not noticed, but surely the amount he drinks, it probably goes wandering a lot. <laughs> <laughs> wandering eye? Yeah. <laughs> the whispering eye. Not quite Shawn Michaels. No. No. No, no one is. I, I never really noticed it from Luke Gallows. No, I haven't. Yeah. Uh, clearly, like, they, they're friends all here, because that's pretty mean to say that about oh, someone, yeah. I would say. But they call him that. And then he calls Carl Anderson Chad Too Bad, because that's his name from his, their company there. He says, uh, well, look, that thing you do, the Too Sweet, I feel like I've seen it. Years ago on TNT, but yeah, weird. Well, this ain't Tokyo and this ain't the Impact Zone. This is our home. And like 50 Cent said, they never pop nothing. So stop fronting. And are we allowed to say Bullet Club? Because we're going to put the death to the Bullet Club. And just like Tupac said, you cowards are going to die a thousand deaths. Uh, So Mox and Kingston versus the Good Brothers a little later on. This I like one, these two together. Yeah, they're funny together, and it's 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 interesting because they hate each other, and then now they're they're friends, and it's fine. It's like that's such a common reoccurring thing where people mm. like hate each other, and then eventually get back together and, and yeah. join up. So it it makes sense. This felt very loose. This felt like all right, let's just cut a promo, let's put the camera on and wing it. But these two are good at that, and I like their natural chemistry together. So I, I quite enjoyed this. B- bitter enemies. Best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- it was fine. It was a little too, like, hokey for me. I feel like Mo- this should have then been a write-off for Mox tonight or something. I don't know. I feel like he mm. should just be on a beach somewhere, yeah. but it needs to make sense why. There's a lot of talking on this show. We go to Christian Cage with Dasha. Christian says, there's a term in this business where people bust their ass and that they're a workhorse. And, well, 
you've if you've been in a locker room, you know my reputation. And well, I get in the ring with someone and I get them onto that next level. I make wrestlers level up, but I'm not a workhorse. I'm the workhorse. And the second I step foot in the ring, you'll remember. I'm the I'm not going to be the vet taking your spot cuz there's only one spot. Kenny Omega, you currently hold that spot. And I wasn't mad, but I got to meet Kenny last week face-to-face. And as a champ, you're on borrowed time. And I'll see you down the road to cement my legacy and outwork everyone. Um, Christian sound fine here, like very confident. He knows what he's doing. Uh, content wasn't anything particularly exciting, though. I, I wonder if they're backtracking a bit maybe due to a bit of criticism because from what i got from this is like oh i'm not gonna go right into the main event i'm gonna work my way up so maybe that match is gonna be pushed back a little bit and we're gonna see him fight other people first before he gets there um but this was fine yeah it was it was just okay i'm not quite interested in this story there's a lot going on with the other stories Mm. so it's like maybe tie up things before we move on into i think that's what it was i think this was him going i'm gonna put a hold to kenny omega let him do his other shit let me earn some respect by winning some matches and then we'll go to that when we're ready that's kind of how i took it i might be wrong we recently did an episode of was next where we talked about tyson kidd Mm. and how tyson kidd cuts a promo in nxt in like 2013 referencing when cm punk called him the workhorse on raw that one Mm. time and then uses that like in this promo and calls himself the workhorse and tyson kidd now has like his his like protein line or whatever stuff Mm. uh called workhorse his whole thing is workhorse and then christian cage is like hey i'm the workhorse (laughs) one of the problems yeah but i mean that's what he has been called a lot of people have always gone like oh christian like christian's like one of the best workers i've worked with and stuff um I have a problem with the trying to get a catchphrase, like putting a catchphrase on a T-shirt before it's over. Right. Him coming out with the outwork, everyone. I I think first T-shirt, you just need Christian Cage on it. And then if you start cutting promos and that comes out, up outwork everyone. And then maybe you say it again and maybe you're... The crowd start joining in, out, work, everyone. Austin Gunn starts chanting it. Yeah. 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 Then have it on a T-shirt. But the kind of no more BS, the outwork everyone, it's... Let's think of a catchphrase that's going to get over. And I I think the best catchphrases have always been kind of more organic. Suplex City. Yeah, exactly. They didn't just have a shirt that said that. Suplex City, and then he says it. Yeah, he said it, Suplex City, bitch, and then they put it on every shirt ever since. Exactly. That's how you make money. Completely, 100%. (laughs) I I don't like this shirt at all. I think it's one of their worst ones. I think the Big Show one and this one is two things that I'm like, can we pump the brakes on this? That's what I mean. It's lazy. They're they're quickly done, whereas I think you could do uh, just a... just use their name, you know, like yeah. use the name and do a cool graphic or logo or whatever. Christian Cage just, that's how I roll <laughs> or the instant classic. Is it one more match? One more match. Yeah. That Just put that on a shirt. One like, more match. It's probably trademarked. One more match. I would think no so. No way. One be surprised. Match. Yeah. Like Big Show trying to get Big Show burgers. Yeah. <laughs> What's a lot of money there. Yeah. Uh, I like Christian, but I feel like right now in this time and place, it's just didn't need to. They, they could have saved his like debut or something for something a bit more juicy. Mm. It's just we had to put him on TV just to do it. And if he just showed up with no hype at the pay-per-view, it would have made this a lot cooler. But they kind of 
like kind of sabotaged it themselves. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I find. So I'm interested in seeing him wrestle some people, but we'll see. Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, Good Brothers. As Kingston makes his entrance, he's attacked by the Good Brothers right away. Moxley comes out, but he's all wrapped up from his his exploding, not so exploding barbed wire death match. Uh, but the the match starts. They're all fighting around the ringside. There's a magic killer on Moxley on the outside. The match officially starts, and they beat down on Eddie Kingston, tagging in and out beating him up, slapping him up. Finally, Eddie comes back with an exploder, then tags into Moxley, who hits a German on Carl. There's then like this double team on Mox, the big boot flapjack combo, and then this backdrop suplex into the neck breaker, but Moxley kicks out. There's then an inside cradle from Moxley as he pins Carl Anderson for the win here, but the real story comes with the beatdown. For me, I didn't quite find this match to be nothing really uh, i think that was a double negative but i mean i didn't really think this was that much it was it was just a bit of a brawl wasn't it yeah i, I didn't mind it i was very i actually s- stopped watching during this match and finished it off this morning because i was getting very sleepy last yeah. night watching this um i didn't mind it so much it's kind of the style i'd expect from these four being a bit more of a brawl uh i got enjoyment from it i would say i think the good brothers for me have been more entertaining than I thought I would find them since leaving WWE. Uh, I actually really enjoyed their match against Finjuice at the weekend, and I can't say I'm big Finjuice fans either. I but I kind of it opened my eyes a bit, and I was like, okay, these guys, these guys can be good. Um, this match was fine. It was middle of the show tag match. Um, didn't blow me away, but wasn't offensive either. Best part about it is Kenny Omega's music hits afterwards, and he comes out dancing. Yeah. And it's great gifable stuff. <laughs> He's dancing to his own theme song. He comes out, and he has a chair. Uh, JR acts like Kenny's brought a gun. <laughs> JR on commentary goes... Oh my God, look what Kenny, or is it Tony? One of them goes, look what he's carrying in his hand. It's, it's a, is that a chair? It's like, yeah, there's like fucking 500 of them ringside. Why, why are you freaking out over this? And he comes down and he's going to use it to Mox. He, they, they smash Kingston's leg with it. And then they put Mox's like neck in between the chair. They're going to do a stomp off the top, but cue the young bucks who come out and stop them. They're like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to the guy? Why, why, why are you doing this? And they're like, it's okay. Just too sweet me. Too sweet me, damn it. And they're like, no, we're not too sweeting. And this pisses off Kenny Omega. Takes off his suit jacket. Takes off his t-shirt. He's like, hey, why are you too sweeting me? And they're like, nah, nah, fam. And they walk off. Kenny just barely dodges Moxley, who comes back from the dead, swinging the chair. But they all escape and walk off. So Buck's causing more tension in this this crossfading these storylines here. Do you think this is Kingston's write-off? Just getting the leg broken. What, is he hurt or something? Or what? Why no, is he getting but I off? mean, because at uh, Revolution, the yeah. plan would have been Kingston explodes, saving Moxley. Right. So I think this is kind of the injury angle to take out Kingston for a couple of weeks. Um, th- yeah, th- this was fine. I, I kind of be happy if I never see the two sweet ever again. I hate watching these fucking grown men their angst about oh no but it's my friend is beating up someone but also i really like touching my fingers with his fingers oh i'm so torn during a pandemic like dude if we have in the summer jesse from the six over we're watching someone in the backyard and then you just beat the shit out of him and then go to fist bump me i'd be like oh no but i love fist bumping Braden. it's so cool it's so i'm so conflicted about this it's 
we've seen it so much with like the shield with their fisting, the the fingering with the two. Sweet... I don't know what you're talking. Yeah, about. It's, I've had enough. It's fucking lame. You're grown men. Stop touching each other's fingers. Uh, I, I I know what you mean. I, I like the two too sweet before like the Bullet Club. Obviously, like the NWO, they mentioned like, hey, they used to do this on TNT. It was it, it was such a wrestling thing. You'd see wrestling friends and six you'd see, years ago. Yeah, you'd yeah. be like, hey, this is like the secret like handshake. And of course, they've they've taken it back and they've made it into this big thing. I don't mind them doing it and making money off of it and stuff, but. Here it's literally the story is ah it's cool too sweet me too sweet me yeah. too sweet me too sweet me just get over it too sweet me and the bucks are like no actually <laughs> uh, you you tried to murder someone and I'm not we're not doing that yeah and that's like funny to me I, it is ridiculous I think that's more so the good brothers they're the ones who are like come on too sweet me bro yeah. like they're that's their character the hoots uh, I didn't really care for too much of this I kind of need to get. We need to get into the story instead of just like prolonging what's going on, and I still don't understand. It just seems kind of muddied. Uh, I'm just like, can we get into the next? Put Kenny in a new program with someone. It should be Eddie versus Kenny, but it seems like they took out Eddie, so I guess that's not uh, like they could have easily mm. made that up match. I know Kenny's fighting uh, Matt Seidel next week, not Mike Seidel, Matt unf- Seidel, unfortunately. But yeah, so that's next week, and maybe maybe something happens there. I don't mind the direction; they're building it piece by piece. Um... It's fine. I just I, I feel like it's it's Moxley was supposed to be gone. So I think yeah, both these guys are meant to be gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think this is just, just kind weird. of tying up some loose ends that you had from Revolution. I don't know if it ties anything up because now it seems like Moxley's still gonna be a, trying to go after Kenny. So maybe one more TV match between maybe. them or something. I don't know. We go. Are you ready for the most anticipated moment of this show? Let's do it. Tony Schiavone's gonna talk to the man known as Sting. Oh, yeah. Can you... Are you... Fuck. <laughs> this has to be a joke, right? I think this is a running joke that Sting just comes out to talk every week. It's promoted every single week. Sting's talking and he never talks. He's not even... He's just, now Tony Schiavone's just like, it's Sting. <laughs> he's just tired of saying it. Yeah. By the time he gets to call, it's Darby's with him. And he goes, and Darby Al. It's like he doesn't care anymore. Someone's surely cut together all the time. Sting's just walked out, stood there and walked to the back. <laughs> like, he's not been here long. and <laughs> Just done it every week. It's like, fuck off. Darby, Sting's not going to talk too much, though. It's Darby, the TNT champion. He says, I retained my TNT title against Scorpio Sky. I won this title November 7th, and I've only defended it three times. The crowd go crazy. They're like, whoa, yeah, you did three times. Woo. He goes, that's a joke. That sucks. (laughs) Week in, week out, I want to defend. I want to pay tribute to the best TNT champion ever, Brody Lee. So how about this? Dark Order, if you want a shot to take this title back, I'll give you it. Anyone in the Dark Order can have a match you guys choose and you get to face me for the tnt title but they are interrupted by lance archer who says whoa week after week how many times are you gonna interview sting tony shivani <laughs> it should be my time darby you're the tnt champion the internet think you're great but you're the biggest indie-rific dork you he basically is like you suck and darby if you like coughing so much i'm gonna put your ass in one you weenie. Uh, says something about hot dog buns, but gets the, oh, the line Jake, Jake was all over the place. He goes, Darby, why don't you put a on a bun? Yeah, your hot dog bun. Because you're a weenie. Oh, um, fuck. Jake, I don't... He had that weird Flintstones line. Do you remember that? 
months ago he comes out and goes oh look it's the Flintstones <laughs> I reckon he's at home and he's just sat down probably having a smoke and then he's like huh got a promo against Darby Allen. <laughs> you know it would be really funny if I called him a weenie um, bless Jake Roberts I I don't think we need him anymore I think Lance Archer the last couple of weeks has proven he's very competent talking um, I don't think Jake adds anything to the act anymore at this point I don't I don't like this act uh, I don't like Lance Archer mm. uh, I just I think he's kind of bland to me um, and I just don't want to see him versus Sting I don't want to see him versus Darby mm. I don't want to see any of these things so yeah I like Lance Archer. I think he's quite exciting for a big man. Um, and yeah, I, I think his promos have been good the last two weeks. But I think Jake maybe not needed anymore. Well, they're interrupted. There's more interruptions because Team Taz comes out. And as Taz is about to run his mouth, Brian Cage takes the microphone from him and says, No, I got something to say. After the back and forth for weeks between us and you and Sting and Darby and then our street fight. Cage says, Sting, I respect you. <coughs> Excuse me. And then Team Taz is like, whoa, what are you, what are you doing? Brian, what are, you, what are you doing? Cage says, Sting, Ricky Starks said, without the bat, you're not an icon. But I think with or without the bat, you are still the icon. And then like walks off. And Team Taz are like, bro, what are you doing? And like follow him into the tunnel. And they're all like shook. Uh, and then Sting and Darby shrug their shoulders and then go into the other tunnel. Yeah, I, I thought this was interesting. Um, I don't know if this is necessarily Cage splitting away or just a bit of dissension or what, but I, we normally give Cage a lot of shit on his promos. I thought he sounded absolutely fine here. Uh, he normally sounds quite wooden and awkward, but I thought he was fine in this. It's a trap. He's lying. Yeah, you think? I don't know. Luring them in for another match? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't want you to defend that title, Darby. He's going to join Sting. Team yeah. Sting. Team Sting. Can't wait. Do you think Sting's going to talk next week? Oh, 100%. I hope so. Of course he is. I really do. I really hope so. We go to a video for Scorpio Sky, who point blank says, I'm going to hurt people. Mm. That's what I'm going to do. Nice guys finished last. I'm a wrestling savant. uh, And I'm going to hurt people. Didn't buy it. No, I'm not convinced by him from his promos. Uh, I haven't been when he's been a baby face and then he was kind of playing a bit of, he was leaning into the heel. He was being a bit of a smug baby face and now he's fully heel. Uh, I'm kind of with you, not a hundred percent buying it. I think he's, he's a good wrestler, but there's just parts that are missing and aren't clicking with me. Uh, he, he is inserted in this like video vignette where he says, I'm going to hurt people and I'm not being nice anymore and stuff. But right before this was, was Darby mm. who you lost to and then attacked him. There wasn't any mention of this from Darby. You should have came out after that and attacked him again. Maybe next week, maybe the TNT title match. Yeah. I, I'm not too big on Scorpio sky. Uh, he's, he just, he, he looks like he's playing wrestler a lot of the time. Great wrestler in the mm. ring, but a lot of the, like his match with Darby was great, but I feel like anytime he's talks, it doesn't, he doesn't believe he's saying it. These things. Yeah. It's, it's bland. It's like nothing you say is really exciting. Mm. So I, I, I like his matches though. Uh, hopefully he can find his, his right footing. We go to Ray Phoenix who comes out with pack in a singles match, Ray Phoenix versus Angelico. We haven't seen him in a while. Interesting that Jack Evans is now the one who's missing. What's <laughs> going on? First, Angelico is gone for a while, like weeks. 
Jack Evans shows up in like three different matches on a pay-per-view for no reason yeah. at all. And then now Angelico's here, but no Jack Evans. What's going on? I think they just think no one's really... No one cares. <laughs> no one cares about these two. This is weird. Yeah, it is. Uh, so... Ray Phoenix versus Angelico. Angelico does a lot of like leg, like leg holds and trying to grab the legs of Ray Phoenix, who goes for this kick, uh, blocks this kick with this crazy tie up. There's back and forth. There's an inverted Romero special. There's some roll ups, but Ray Phoenix makes light work with the Fire Thunder driver pinning Angelico here. So getting the, the, the hot streak for their match. Is it next week, the tag team title mm. match? So Ray Phoenix and Pac looking to the Bucks. It was okay. Uh, I was kind of expecting a bit more when I saw this matchup. Um, mm-hmm. It was just to get a solid win for for Phoenix, building to that tag match. But uh, I thought we could have got a bit more from this. This was yeah. This really wasn't much. No, um, it kind of felt like filler. It felt like it wasn't as exciting. As, you know that squash tag match that Pack and Phoenix had the other week, which was so quick but really exciting. It didn't feel like that, but it didn't feel competitive enough to be like a substantial match either. So it's just there it's just there we go to alex marvez with miro who's backstage pumping some iron he says i'm not interested in this match this rematch with charles and orange cassidy and i don't i don't accept it i'm not doing this match kip sabian walks in and says well you say you're over it i'm i'm not you're supposed to care miro and and we need this match so yes we're gonna do this match miro says hey the worst thing you could do for your career is have your wife ringside. And I don't care about you or your wife or your drama. I care about destiny, my destiny, and my achievement to be world champ. And Kip's, uh, Kip plays the Jim Cornette here and goes, yeah, you will be champ one day, man. You got it. Now, nah, no worries about anything I just said about me or my wife. You got it, bro. You did you do you. You got this, and I'll support you. Uh, I Have I mentioned I don't like these guys before? I actually didn't hate this. I I haven't liked these two at all, but I like now that we've got uh, Miro not talking about video games or anything. He's actually saying his intentions that he wants to he wants to basically be a singles match and wants to be a world champion. And it, it was ca- kind of similar to the Raquel Dakota angle yesterday, where the like Dakota wants this tag match, but Raquel's like, ah, I've, I've got a singles match now i don't really care and she's like oh come on do it for me it was essentially the same thing here but miro being a bit nastier flat out saying i don't care about you when it comes to like wrestling like yeah you're my buddy but i will i will turn my back on you for the world championship i i've not been a fan of these two but i didn't think this was too bad this week i don't want to see this match anymore i don't oh i don't want to see the match yeah i'm just waiting i just want the turn I guess that's when we're getting it. I he hope pretty so. much so, he, he said to the guy, He's "I don't care." For months. I don't care about you. And then the guy's like, "Oh, that's okay. I still, yeah. you know, I love you. I love you." It's like, oh, "All right, man. Cool." Dark Order backstage, all in their Dark Order St. Patrick's Day gear, and they say next week Darby Allen's chose a match with one of us. Who should we pick? Who should be the one to face Darby? And they all decide that it should be the Meat Man Johnny Hungy. Puts on a nice leprechaun hat here. So Johnny Silver, John Silver versus Darby Allen next week for the TNT. Should be title. a great match. Yeah, yeah that, that sounds, sounds really good. Sounds really good. Oh, we see MJF in the pinnacle backstage, and they take the inner circle's backstage locker room. Mm. Wow. 
they take the sign off the door and he puts the new sign, Pinnacle, the new logo, the new shirt, everything. I do. I think it's something that um, is missing from WWE, and I, I do like that AEW have brought it back. I do like the factions in dressing rooms. I always think of like the McMahon Helmsley era with their fruit basket in the middle all the time and we you see this in WCW a lot like Kevin Nash and his guys yeah. like hanging out um, so yeah taking over the dressing room but Why then not? like Inner Circle come back next week and they're like well we have the keys to this room did you change the locks like we, yeah. can, we can get it and back he's in thought about this he's MJF he's right. been planning this for a year it looked like he just switched the logos I don't know for now yeah they're not filming the whole thing <laughs> you want to watch him change locks yeah, for an hour I need to make sure okay. I need to make sure he changes those locks alright <laughs> That's gonna come into the story. They're gonna pound powerful. Gonna be like, you didn't, you didn't change. Like, there's no locks on this. We can just walk in here and take it back. It's like capture the flag. We see uh, our main event time, which is a lights out match, which means it doesn't count technically mm. on either of the people involved uh, uh, on the win loss record. Britt Baker, DMD versus Thunder Rosa, no DQ, lights out match. Street fight, essentially, here. AEW are washing their hands of this. Uh, I did like Justin Roberts' announcement. I think it made it... It built it up like we're going to get a real violent match here. Yeah, they're saying this is going to be pretty violent. This is the first time the women have main-evented here on a Dynamite, Mm. and they're going to kill each other, and that's just what they do. Right away, there's Reba who tries to get involved with the crutch, and they send Rosa to the outside and it's Britt who does like the running spear through the ropes to the outside onto Thunder and then hits her with the air raid crash rolls her in the ring for a near fall or sorry pins her, tries to pin her there you can pin anywhere uh, in, in this match they start to fight around the crowd and the, the gun club and this is where we see Hikaru Shida watching backstage the champ she's like huh I'm interested in this match and then we see Jade Cargill sitting in the crowd as well kind of watching on here uh rosa now is like bleeding there's chair shots and like just getting thrown around here bleeding all over the place there's then chairs brought into the ring and rosa then like does this like suplex into chairs and into ladders and stuff there's then rosa who puts a ladder in the corner and then like kicks it at to Britt into the face, and this is where now Britt Baker starts leaking mm. blood. Uh, she is a, do- a dentist, but she looks like she needs a doctor. She is just covered, crimson mask here. There's then like this crazy air raid crash from Rosa onto a ladder, which looks nuts. Britt Baker somehow comes back with this stomp into the chair. There's then Britt, who covered in blood, grabs a bag of thumbtacks. And then lays them out, but Thunder Rosa gets the offense, sends Rebel through a table through the outside, poor Rebel, and then power bombs Britt Baker into the thumbtacks. Crazy. There was a lot in her. Yes. We've watched a lot of death matches and stuff in the past for Best Match Ever recently in the past few years, and this spot, she looked like she had more thumbtacks in her than most of the thumbtack right, yeah. spots we've seen. Like They stuck to her. She's covered in them. She kicks out somehow of this powerbomb spot. Somehow comes back with the lockjaw, but Rosa counters it by rolling both of them back into the thumbtacks, which is just nasty here. There's then both of them fighting on the, the apron at one point. There's another table set up. Rosa hits the fire thunder driver off the apron, through a table, Jesus, Rosa covers Baker, and Thunder Rosa, lights out, lights on, wins this match in the main event of Dynamite. 
a really great main event here. Both absolutely brought it. Uh, possibly the most, one of them, yeah, probably the most violent women's match I've seen in North America. For sure. I'd say. And on free TV as well. Uh, I I thought this was great. I've, for the most part, enjoyed this feud. I think Thunder Rosa, I just like more and more every week. Britt Baker obviously brings a lot of personality, but has proven that she can go when she needs to as well. Um, neither woman afraid to just get themselves bloodied up here. I, I thought this was tremendous. Yeah, I, I like both of these two, and they definitely brought it. Like, they definitely are inspired by classic matches here, like, including the thumbtacks. Mick Foley's praising this match. He's like, yeah, thumbtacks, women, yeah, fucking great. And yeah. I, I thought these two, this, yeah, this didn't this didn't make me go, oh, like, the the women are main eventing. If this was WWE, they'd tell you a million times. Oh, yeah. It hit over the head. The commentary would be everything. It's like, no, just, like, let it organically go and let them do it. And they actually like delivered here I, I love Thunder Rosa I think she is definitely a superstar here and Britt Baker proves time and time again that like maybe if you're not a big fan of this like character work and stuff I can see people being annoyed by it but when it comes time like she puts on some some pretty great matches mm. uh, I feel bad for the the Coles last night Mrs. Adam Cole getting beat here putting thumbtacks bloody and then poor Adam getting arrested yeah it's just a bad night to, to be that fan well maybe don't be a jerk yeah you, know? yeah you shouldn't be mean don't be mean yeah Um, I assume I assume the next big program is Thunder Rosa Shida. Would you think? Yeah. After this? Yeah. I would hope so. I feel like we need a title change. I think we do. And yeah, I think Thunder Rosa things. will be a great champion to have. Yeah. I, I, I thought this was fun um, because like it had the, the grudge going into this. They've been feuding for quite a while. Mm. You needed like a big blow-off match. I didn't quite get it out of the last time. So this one, like they're, they're bloody. They're using weapons and stuff. It was a bit extreme for me. I was like, all right, like not kind of over the hardcore bloody thumbtack stuff in wrestling. But uh, I feel like th- th- these two could have a match down the line where it's just a one-on-one singles wrestling match and I'd still maybe enjoy it even more than mm. than this but I still thought this was this was great this might be the best AEW women's match they've had definitely up there yeah definitely up there um yeah I, I think if you're gonna do a stipulation like this you gotta you gotta bring the blood really you gotta yeah I don't like seeing tame hardcore matches I I'm like you I much prefer traditional wrestling but if you're bringing out the gimmick you gotta go for it and they certainly did yeah, you could you could see some blading going on. Bless them. Blame that on the cameras, not the. Yeah, I blame the cameras. Yeah, you, you, you should not be always on. I don't know. It's, don't you got to work do it a out. Close up on the blade. Job, you got to work you know? it out. Like, yeah. hey, after I take this bump, uh, I'm blading. Yeah, yeah, don't look at me because it, it reminded me of that parking lot brawl. The best friends. Mm. The camera was just on Trent, and he's just going. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what? Do you, what do you do? Move away from this. What do you do? Uh, overall, though, I, I I really enjoyed this match. Uh, I thought AEW had some stuff on tonight's show that I really liked, like that main event and the opening match. Penta versus Cody set the tone for the show, being like, oh, great, great wrestling. But since that, I didn't too much like some of the other stuff. It felt like a lot of talking squash matches, a lot of stuff that just didn't matter. It felt like it was a tape show where. I like the the bookends of the show, but everything in the middle, MJF stuff was good, but still, just so much talking and not enough like like wrestling, wrestling for me. But overall, I think I enjoyed AEW way better than NXT last night. Uh, I didn't mind it. Yeah, I thought this was a way better show than NXT last night. I I really enjoyed the show. I didn't really have a problem with all the talking tonight. Maybe because I've just I'm watching so much wrestling at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I do think perhaps they that's a deliberate decision when it's a taped show and you don't have the louder 
crowd there. Um, but yeah, I thought I, I really kind of enjoyed every segment. That nothing was bad on this show for me. I didn't hate anything. Even even Miro, I like didn't mind this week. So thumbs up from me. This they week. definitely made it a way more fun show. Like we mentioned, yeah, St. Patrick's Day is some like made up holiday for people to just get drunk. It seems in the past few years. But why not make it a a tagline for the show, make a quote unquote little special show. I like AW presenting these like special shows that they easily can flip and mm. sell you on. And they, they did that way better than NXT. NXT just kind of seems to copy them, even though they're going to be doing a takeover on mm. USA. But uh, I, I, I like this way better than NXT. It, it, there was things I didn't like, but overall that women's match was crazy. So that was stuff. when you got your roster there as well. Yeah, I guess so. Um, well, that brings us to an end this week it seems we don't have anyone calling in but remember all patrons uh every thursday we do open up the phone lines the zoom line if you will um we post the link just earlier in the day so if you do wish to call in on a thursday doesn't have to be about AEW. if you want to bring up nxt or wrestling in general or whatever you want you can call in on zoom uh but that's gonna bring us to an end today uh join us again tomorrow on twitch as we'll be doing uh, the other guys talking, I think they'll be talking a little bit about the Snyder Cut, perhaps. And stay on afterwards, as we'll be doing a live watch on of SmackDown. And then I think I'm going to throw on Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns after that. Friday night's always fun in the Twitch room, twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast. We've got our review of NXT TakeOver London coming out this Saturday. So check that out. We'll be joined by world champion Thomas Mulligan. And obviously, you can already check out our Leprechaun review. That's already on the Patreon feed. And then the main event this Sunday, it's Fastlane. Join us 7 p.m. Eastern Time, twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast for our live Fastlane watch-along and post-show. That'll be available for all patrons after the fact. Yes, all the podcasts, all the time. We appreciate you listening and supporting us here at the BDE. Again, at Up Next Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and for all those shows, like you mentioned, patreon.com slash up next. And yeah, that's about it. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And zero miedo. Ahoy! Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 
21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.